0: This is Advice from a Call Center Geek, a weekly podcast with a focus on all things Call Center. We'll cover it all from call center operations, hiring, culture, technology, and education. We're here to give you actionable items to improve the quality of yours and your customers' experience. This is an evolving industry with creative minds and ambitious people like this guy. Not only is his passion call center operations, but he's our host. He's the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing Group and the call center geek himself, Tom Lear.: Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Advice from a Call Center Geek. The Call Center and Contact Center podcast where we try to give you some actionable items to take back to your contact center, improve the overall customer experience, improve your agent engagement, just improve the overall quality of your center. The goal here is to give you some, some actionable plays to take back. right? We don't want to talk about the theory of customer support or why things are important, but you know what are some of the tactics and things that, that you can do or you need to be aware of in, in running a contact center? Beautiful fall day here. Excited. It's Friday. I've been finding that I, I do better podcasts on Fridays when it's a little bit lighter, when my, de- my day job isn't probably hanging over me as much. But I wanted to, to pull the kind of the curtain back on some outsourcing things today. We, we've done this on, on what to kind of look for, for when you're you're looking for a, a contact center platform, right, and those telephony platform guys and, and kind of some of the th- tricks that they'll pull. Today I want to talk about outsourcers and some of the tricks that outsourcers will will pull or, or try to increase revenue on that probably isn't up to the industry standard, but a lot of them, I don't want to say a lot of them, some contact centers do this. Or do some of these things. Let me say this before I start so I don't get like a lot of nasty gram emails. Most, the vast majority of call center outsourcers, especially here in the States, that's really all I'm going to vouch for because I've seen some shady things when you go near shore, offshore, not saying all of them are, right? Because there's a lot of really great ones. But here in the States, the vast majority um, are, are up to really high standards you really have very little to be worried about when you're looking at an outsourcer. Still, there could be maybe one or two of these things that they try to sneak into a contract that I just want you to be aware of so that when you are negotiating or when you're looking at an outsourcer, you have the knowledge to kind of push back on on certain tactics that that some outsourcers like to do. All right, so I think this is kind of interesting to kind of look behind the scenes at kind of maybe how a call center outsourcer thinks or how certain cultures of, of outsourcers are. So if you see and, and you're talking, you send an RFP and and you get a quote from a from an outsourcer here in the States, and there's like four or five of the things that I'm going to talk about in it, I, I kind of shy away from from that outsourcing and look for somebody else because there's a lot of really good ones that, that don't do a lot of these things. All right, so I got 11 of them for you, right? 11 things that a call center outsourcer or outsourcers, some like to do um, that probably aren't up to uh, total industry standards when it comes to certain things. Number one, absorbent setup fees. This is a huge way that outsourcers kind of up, you know, they can recoup upfront costs, which is totally fair, right? Um, but it can get a little crazy sometimes. I'll be honest, I don't think that setup fees are should be that high anymore Right, We're not talking about a, a vast amount of technology for the most part. Now, there there's certain programs that are have a ton of integrations and a ton of programming and, and, and natural speech IVRs and self-service and all that. Right? That's a whole different deal. But if you're just looking like, hey, I have 25 or 50 reps and I want to set up a customer service program. Here's my phone number. I have an IVR tree. Can you go do this? Most everybody's in the cloud now. Right, not everybody. You might have your own proprietary system, and and there might need to be a VPN setup. VPN setups are not hard. That's a couple hours worth of work, right? If you're in the cloud, there's really no work other than username and passwords. There's probably some integration to do some screen pops, maybe some quick integrations on on a little IVR or auto attendant. But when you get a bill, when you're doing a a 25 or a 30 seat program for eighty seven thousand dollars for setup, I think that's crazy. Right, I have never done here at Expedia. We've never done a setup fee of over ten thousand dollars. Right, most of our setup fees are, you know, in that five to seven thousand dollar range. It's, you know, what is this going to cost me? Give me about a ten percent, fifteen percent overage, and you know, let's start the program. Right, let's 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 get this off to a, a to a really good start. Um, so that's something to be aware of push back on that, right? You can negotiate on on a, on a high setup fee. You're not going to get it waived, right? Unless you you have some really, you know, it's a really great program with a really great brand and those types of things. For the most part, expect to pay something. But if you feel like it's uncomfortable and really high for the amount of hours that it would take, that's the other thing real quick too, is ask how long this is going to take. So most Places will give you their fee, right? It's it's $200 an hour. It's $150 an hour. It's $300 an hour to program, right? Ask them how that works. And a lot of times they'll push back when, when they actually do the math, right? All right, number two. And that kind of goes with with the setup fees is that the training costs, right, are the same as your go live costs. So meaning, let's say that you're here in the States and you're going to pay $27 an hour for a rep hour on, on a program. And the outsourcer comes to you and says, okay, training is at twenty six or twenty-seven dollars as well. It shouldn't be, right? The vast majority of outsourcers will be much lower at the training end, right? So it might be twenty bucks, twenty-two dollars, something like that, right? But it's not gonna be twenty-seven, twenty-eight, you know, your go live rate. So if if your training fees are the same amount um as your go live then you need to push back on that now i will tell you one thing that we do here too is all of our setup fees we ask for in advance right because a lot of times you know or we've seen it where you know a program will go we'll get a week and a half into training and something will happen and then the program never ends up going up and then we ended up eating all that training so the the call center outsourcer should lower the training rate right right but it's normal for them to ask for that stuff up front. So that's kind of the the kind of the give and take with that, but don't pay the the same amount as if you be you be going live. The other thing is I lose my mind on this is probably my number one pet peeve is is having to pay for client support. So if you have an outsourcer that says, "Hey, it's it's $50 an hour, $40 an hour for client support or if they have a package, right? It's two thousand dollars a month for our client support. Run away, because that's that's crap. Um, they shouldn't have that client support. Should be all rolled in. It should be twenty four seven client support. You know, it's a little bit different when you start to work with the big boys, right? The the giant call centers. Um, if you are not a very large program, this is where the differences can happen, um, in in why a, maybe a smaller boutique, a, a a thousand seat or under, or five hundred or under. Can be much better for your program than a a, a ten thousand seat center or thirty thousand seat center or someone who's uh, you know international and, and and all over the place. So something to kind of watch for. Don't ever pay for your personal or your company's client support with the with the outsourcer. Uh, number four, the thing that I see a lot is the way that outsourcers will sell their per minute charges is say, "Hey, listen, um, you can just use us when you when you need us." You know, pay-as-you-go kind of thing, but their per-hour charges are just crazy. We were just talking to a potential client, and the call center that they're using charges over $2 a minute, right? That's their charge. So if you do the math with that, right, and if you're working 40 minutes out of the hour and billing, that's $80 an hour that you're paying, right? So understand the math of, of your per minute charges, right? So anything that that you get on a per minute, you're basically gonna just multiply it by 45 because you're working 45 minutes out of the hour. And that's kind of what you're gonna pay by the hour. So just because maybe you're not gonna be you know full-time or you're using blended agents, be careful of going anywhere in that over 70, 75 cents an hour or I'm sorry, per minute, if you get into the 80 to 90 cents, it's crazy, right? It's much too high. And you should probably even think about going to a per minute charge or I'm sorry, a per hour charge, getting my minutes and my hours screwed up. So let's let's say that one more time <laughs> so I can <laughs> probably make sense. Anything that's that is over 75, getting into the 80 to 90 cents per minute is extremely high. Right, so be very careful of of when a call center kind of quotes you at those prices. It probably means they really don't want your program, but they'll take it if they can get it for that number. So just something to kind of uh, keep aware of. All right, number five is is upcharges for email and chat. Right, everything if you're doing a per minute or you're doing a per hour charge, pretty much your omni channel. And when I'm saying omni channel now, I'm just going to say voice, email, chat should all be included in that cost. There shouldn't be another setup fee for email or setup fee for chat other than if maybe it's it's not during the initial, right? So let's say you just say, hey, Tom, I want to outsource the, with Expedia. We want to start with chat or with, with email and voice. So we, you know, we do, you know, set that all up and we start going. Now it's six months later and you say, hey, we want to add in chat. Well, there could be a $500 or $1,000 little setup fee for that, right? But Don't expect, or or if you have a outsourcer that right at your initial um, setup is charging you, you know, five grand to set up email and five grand for chat, and then you know an overall setup fee. That's that's not right, right? Pretty much all those kind of get tied together unless you're kind of doing them piecemealing them one at a time at a at a later time. Number six, you should never have to pay for additional licensing for reporting or for dashboards. This is another famous one that a lot of the centers like to do, right? Now, if they are paying an extra license fee, right, to have you on their platform, I get it, right? Maybe there's a small fee for that, but this is a way that they can kind of upcharge. Sometimes it's a thousand bucks a month, 1500 bucks a month, right? For you to be able to see your own reports, for you to able to have a login that you can look at a dashboard. So, that shouldn't happen like we don't charge anything for it right every client it's all rolled in to our per hour or per minute charge is is all of the reporting all of that and and to be honest m- the majority of call centers will do that too but again be be very wary of that same thing with with number 7 is extra to to monitor or to have access to the system or to have access to your recordings right they're really your recordings right um so if if there's a fee for, for recordings like uh, 15, set, 15 cents per recording or 10 cents per recording, push back on that. There should be no charge for that. The only charge that may happen is if, if there's a storage fee, right? But as you guys know, I mean, most of this is not going to stay directly on a server. It's going to go to like AWS. It's going to go into Glacier. It's going to be if you need it for seven years or any of that. It's a very low cost. Um, so just be be wary of the cost. There may be something very small if you're storing it on a outsourcer's server. Um, but they shouldn't be be making a ton of money on it because it's it's very low overhead for for all of us. All right, here's one that a lot of outsourcers won't tell you about. Um, and you can get you can pay through the nose kind of doing this is if if you're paying by the minute, Right, understand what you're paying for. Is it handle time? Is it talk time? Is it a mixture of both? Is after call work included? Is after call work included up to a certain time, 30 seconds? But if a, a rep is, is, is two minutes and after call work, does that get paid as well? So you have to really drill down Know, what the metric is for if you're if you're charging or or getting charged by the minute and what does that minute really entail because if it if it's everything right if it's from the time the whole handle time including all after call work that could be a ton of money right and you could be actually incentivizing the call center to be a little bit lazy on calls now we would never do that and i think most call centers understand and, and they would be held up to an efficiency standard, but still, if you, if you open the door to paying them for laziness, right, it's not going to help you. It's not beneficial to, to what you want to do. So scope out exactly the, the, the time period that you're paying on the permanent charge and agree to that with the contact center. And also then make sure that they have reporting, right, that can justify and verify all the, the billing that, that they're going to be doing. That's a, it's a pretty big, you know, way that a call center will just throw in a contract that it's handle time, including after call work, that kind of thing. Um, you agree to it. Next thing you know, you know, your, your occupancy is a little bit lower because after call works included, they're not taking as many calls as they should. You're paying more and it becomes a, it becomes an issue and the call center's making a ton. All right. Number nine, same kind of thing here. If you're paying by the hour, so we just talked about paying by the minute, but if you're paying the the call center by the hour, which is the vast majority of our clients, right? Understand if you're paying for lunches and breaks, right? And that can be negotiated based on a per per hour charge. But for the for a rule, right? For most of the time, if a rep works an eight hour shift, the call center is going to bill you for seven point five hours or seven and a half hours. So you know that's kind of how you can kind of think that through. If a call center says, hey, we bill for eight, then I would just negotiate a little bit lower rate to, to kind of compensate for that half hour lunch. Uh, but just understand that kind of going into it as well. Uh, number 10, you should not pay for attrition training, right? Meaning you you bucked up to the call center and you started with 25 reps or 30 reps or whatever that number is, right? And it's three months down the road and three reps leave the organization. Well, the call center should be on the hook to make sure that they pay for the training to get that number back to where you need it to be at the 30. So you should not pay for that. So that's something that a lot of call centers will do is that they'll have the client pay for a certain amount or a certain percentage of attrition training. I think that's bad too because that that does not – that disincentivizes to get really good people on your program, Right. If the call center knows that they have to pay for the training to get back to a number, they're going to think twice about the type of individual they have on your program, and you're going to get a higher quality person. That's just kind of human nature, right? They don't want to pay for that. They want somebody who's going to stay and going to do a really good job. So if you don't do that, higher turnover can happen on your program. Um, you're going to end up paying for it, and it's just—it's again—it's a—it's a kind of a bad—a uh, bad situation. I said I had eleven, but I—I I, number eleven was you shouldn't pay for recordings, and I already kind of threw that in there—that in there earlier. So, I guess I got ten, right? I got ten uh, kind of solid things that that you just need to watch for, especially if you're going nearshore, offshore, right? Again, not saying that they're shady. The vast majority of call centers are not going to do any of this but you may see one or two you know if you do an RFP for for four call centers some of this stuff may start to kind of sneak in a little bit and you'll have now the knowledge to know like whoa 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 we're not paying for that we're not doing that why would you charge me for that and you can kind of push back and then you kind of have the right to speak which i think is you know is pretty important especially when it comes to the to the negotiations of it so again i hope that that that's helpful and kind of gives you a little bit of a behind the scenes of what some contact center outsources, just like any organization or, or any sales company, right? Any SaaS company, um, you know, what they're going to do and, and how they try to look at, you know, revenues and maximize revenues. Well, they can maximize revenues as long as they're, I think doing it the right way. Um, so again, not speaking f- just for my call center, but for us, like we don't do any of this, Right? and and a lot of the 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 contact centers won't you know it's it's one per hour fee it's a small setup um we try to make money by you know providing a ton of value having you increase the program having you make more money which you know allows you to invest more into the customer service realm uh, so that's kind of how how we've kind of view it as more of a partnership so it's kind of a it's kind of unique when I do go consult or when there is you know, a, a company that comes to me with maybe a huge program, right? One that I can't handle. They need four thousand, five thousand, six thousand seats, and they ask me to kind of be a part of the the process of of bringing on these contact centers. Um, and we'll go through some of the stuff, and and we will see some of this. Now, that's a little different too, because you, you got to work with it's it's a, a much higher volume, right? So there's a little bit different nuance to to what some of the the centers and and what they do or what they try to do, but. Um, if you know what you're looking for, you, know, you can save a you can save a ton of money for your for your organization. So, again, thanks, guys. Um, a couple quick things here at the end. I know you're probably you know already <laughs> hung up now or, or stopped listening. But if if you guys can start to post some reviews again, we've kind of gotten away from that. Um, every time I ask, you guys come through and, and you know and are awesome with the reviews that you're posting on iTunes or or on any of the the. Uh, platforms that you guys are listening to the podcast on. Um, I also want to say, hey, if you would like to join our texting community, just just text uh, Call Center Geek to 814-247-0366. That will get you part of the community. Again, I don't sell at all. We just try to give some exclusive content and, and things to that community. That community's grown to over 200. Um, same thing with our Facebook community. There's advice from a Call Center Geek Facebook community. Please, um, please, Join, um, and and it's a it's just a lot of like minded individuals trying to help each other. And the last thing I want to do is if you do need some help, uh, whether it is from the outsourcing side or if you need help, Tom, we need to buy a new call center platform. You know, we're we're looking to go to the cloud, we're premise based, or if you're premise based and you'd like to just maybe layer on some 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 cloud technologies on top of what you're doing because you don't want to get rid of your your entire switch. Let me know um, if you go to. Uh, just hit me up on LinkedIn. Um, I'd be more than happy to just have a conversation with you, see I, what I can do to to help from a from a consulting side. Again, I don't charge anything for it, um, but just let me know, and, and I'm more than happy to to help with any call center, contact center, rep, HR question that that you may have, as long as it you know kind of <laughs> deals with my my realm. I'm I'm more than happy to help. So again, thank you guys very much, and I will talk to all you guys next week. Have a great, awesome weekend.